You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's Industry Best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Coming in at 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the Razor Guide Pack has it all. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. The Houseman XP Podcast Network is taking you on the journey. Your host, Master Trainer Heath Hyatt, will combine his decades of experience as a houndsman and as a professional trainer that will light the path forward and make our packs lighter on this lifelong journey to become better hunters and houndsmen. There are no shortcuts, so lace up those boots and grab a dog leash. The journey begins now. Hey guys, the journey on Houndsman XP is teamed up with Go Wild. Go Wild is a social media platform that was made for hunters by hunters. If you guys and gals have listened to any of the other podcasts that I've been on, you know what a huge outdoor enthusiast I am. I love being in the woods with my hounds. There's nothing more exciting than hearing the thunder of a spring gobbler. I love fishing for trout in the brooks and the streams, and I love being on the river chasing that ever-elusive fish of a thousand cast, the muskie. Go Wild is the place that I can post my trophies, hunts, and memories without being censored. But Go Wild is so much more than that. It's a place to share your stories, sharpen your skills, hone your tactics, get gear reviews, and shop for anything outdoors. When you make a purchase from the Go Wild store, everything is free shipping. Anything that you purchase anywhere in the country, no matter how big, free shipping. So go down to the show notes, click on the Go Wild link at the bottom, and get signed up today. And let's go wild. Well, the journey took another road trip. 
So in this episode, we're going to do a recap of the North Carolina early season. So I was able, I was fortunate enough to be able to go down and spend a couple days with, um, you know, my friend Brent, and I call him BB, and Doug. They was good enough to have me down. And um, a lot of the same hunting that we did um, on the coast of Virginia. Uh, it's got like same type of territory, same type of environment. Um, man, did we get on a nice bear? Walk that booger for a while, but we'll get into that when we get into the details of the hunt. So, BB, how's things down your way today? Oh, doing all right. Just uh, did a little deer hunting today. Didn't see any bears around, so figured I'd go with the deer dogs a little bit. <clears throat> so, are you? So y'all are y'all done with the, the hounds for for a couple of weeks, or are y'all going to still try to fit them in every once in a while? Um, we'll we'll still look around some. It just depends if uh, most of the deer clubs, if they see a bear or something like that, or see sign or something, they'll give us a call and we'll load up and and head over. So we got a good enough relationship with them that if, if they see something, they usually give us a call and, and we, we drop whatever we're doing and, and load up the dogs and, and go, go to them. So it's just kind of a, it's kind of just a play it by ear until the next season comes in, which will be in December, right? Well, so, um, we have some hunts lined up. Uh, the middle of the state comes in. I think it's the first week in December mm-hmm. um, of Virginia, and then uh, so we'll 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 go to some counties in the middle of the state and and do some hunts so I, every year. Um, and then we'll you know, and then Suffolk's in now, but um, we, yeah, you uh, and I had talked about some of the. The places in between me and you, hadn't we? That's right. That's yeah. right. That middle of the state, yeah. you know, yeah. the deer clubs there, they, uh, they, their populations have, have increased. And um, I kind of line up some hunts there. And if it works out this year, we only have a week uh, in between or week once that season comes in and then the North Carolina season. Uh, years past, we've had two weeks. So um, we... Uh, yeah, so it just kind of depends on what we see here around the house, and then if we see something here, we'll hunt, and if not, we got some stuff planned for later on uh, before the second North Carolina season. So is deer, is deer the guys running deer down there, is that in full swing right now? Yes, yep. So that came in Saturday. And they, and, and the places that we hunted, um, that's basically all territory that they use correct so there's different hunt clubs we've built good enough relationships with that um basically they'll give us a call if they see something and uh we take members the members in to to kill theirs basically is how or we're members ourselves or landowner members or stuff like that so yeah yeah i knew you had told me that before so tell me let's Go through. Let's go through a couple of the hunt. Y'all hunted uh, one, two, three, three days before I got there, and then I hunted a couple of days, and then you hunted 
oh, two or three, three days and when I left. And it seemed like after I left, everything just picked up and, and y'all got after them. <laughs> got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long, the, I don't know about that. I mean, I've seen the dogs work and, you know, you and I had talked uh, while I was down there. You know, I enjoy the mountains are home to me. Um, it's what I grew up doing. That's what I know. Um, it's just, it's just kind of the way of life here. This is what you do, but I enjoy coming down there so much because it's so different. Um, and yes, the environment is completely different and you're, you know, I stepped over in that drainage ditch and sucked plumb up under my, almost to my hips <coughs> because I weigh too much and I couldn't get out of it. But, um, and it's thick, it's brushy, it's briary. Um, but at the same time, I don't have to, I'm not, I, I know it sounds like I'm lazy, but I'm not, you know, I, I'm not hiking 10 or 12 miles in and out of the woods or to the dogs. And that part of it is, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that part of it, knowing that, you know, them dogs are going to come through that block and we'll get our hands on them or get them packed up, you know, at the house. You don't have that opportunity. So a lot of times. So yeah, here we're very fortunate. The, the blocks are, for the most part, small enough that you, it makes it a little easier to pack dogs. And then, too, um, while they're thick, again, you're not taking mile. You, you know, you can get it. You're in the race usually around that block. If the wind's right, you're you're going to hear hear what the dogs are doing um, and, and be able to be in the race. So. I mean, as far as that goes, it's, it's a, you know, it's a great place to hunt. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like I said, I enjoy it. I, you know, I really enjoy just being down and, and seeing the different ways to hunt. You know, I really in, enjoy listening to Doug talk, um, you know, and I know he kind of is the, the spearhead and the mentor in that, in y'all's group. Um, and I've seen different guys that I hadn't seen before when we were in North Carolina. Um, but the same kind of core group was come up and hunted with you. So I, I, I knew them and had been around their dogs and stuff. So it's always enjoyable for me. And like I said, it's, it's a learning thing. I like to learn. I like to listen. I like to watch. Um, and I get my feelings hurt sometimes too. That's the, that's the thing about it. <laughs> but Well, uh, I mean, and dogs, will, you never know what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And, you know, the, if you say the dog will do one thing, he'll make you a liar. That's one. Yes. <laughs> You're better off to just keep your mouth shut and, and just and let them work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So start us <laughs> off on y'all season. Um, I know it come in on the sa- a Saturday. Uh, just t- t- talk to us about the hunt. Tell, tell us about your hunt. Um, you know, if you want to get into the dog stuff, you can, if you just want to get into the hunt itself, um, you know, the two days that I was there, I mean, it was, it was good. So just walk us, walk us through the the beginning of your season. Um, so, I mean, it it came in actually on a, on a Friday in certain counties down there, um, certain counties it comes in a day early. Uh, so we hunted a Friday, but the weather was terrible. Uh, rain came in, high winds, uh, really wasn't a good, a good morning. It it rained 
poured down rain from probably four to to probably about eight thirty that morning. Anyway, the first day we didn't do anything. Um, they tried to mess around a little bit, but but we didn't do. Uh, we didn't ever get after anything other than a possum. I think some of the guys got after a possum, but. <laughs> well. that, the, that's part of it. But the second day we had a good day. We, um, we ended up killing, uh, three, I believe the second day. And, and the smallest one of those three was, uh, 484. Um, and so, uh, let's see the first one, a few good dogs took, took one, um, walked it across the path and a guy got it. The second one, uh, that one was, well, the fellow went into the tree and said, oh, he's a, he estimated him at 270, 275. Well, and the bear ended up weighing four, uh, 545, uh, that bear did. So, <laughs> well, that um, thing so girl, when it hit the ground, didn't it? It did. It did. <laughs> I, I, I guess he, he was, he, he felt like he was, uh. I mean, I, I get it. You know, they're hard to judge. I mean, bears are not easy to judge in a tree. And I'll tell people that all the time. You know, it's hard to judge them. Um, and, and, and this one fooled him. And I wasn't in that in that particular, in that tree. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, a girl got that one. And that was, I believe that was her first bear. And, and uh, so she was tickled to death. And, oh, I bet. Um, so, so, and then uh, the... The biggest one was 552, I believe, and that one, that one we we found it. <clears throat> the dogs found it right off, um, you know, trailed it up, found it, and and he moved maybe about 50 yards, and that was it. And bayed for probably about two hours before we could get in there and, and get him killed. And he never moved. Um, he bayed right underneath a fell over tree, um, and that was one of those situations where. Um, you know, you had to get in there and really take a look at the at at the scenario that you had to make sure that you got somebody in there um, to make a good clean shot um, in that thick stuff on that on a big bear like that. So we actually ended up climbing on top of the tree and uh, shot down on top of the bear um, that he was under. I mean, because we were on top of the tree that, that had fell over that he was kind of backed up underneath. Um, so, so that, and it worked out great. The guy made a great shot, um, and, and no dogs got hurt. So, I mean, that was, that was definitely a, a win-win <laughs> and, and the, the, the start of a, or sort of a good season anyway. Yeah. And I want, I want to go back to the, you know, it's hard to judge bear in a tree. I'll tell a story on us. Um, the first year that the, Virginia early season opened the first year at command. I think it was five, four or five years ago. Uh, we treat a couple bear and, you know, just, just like typical us, we hadn't killed anything. And we, I don't know if it was hot. Rod, I think it was hot rod struck a bear coming across the road, turned loose on it, run, run up in, it didn't go really anywhere. Went up in a hollering tree and it treed in a huge poplar tree and it was way up in this poplar tree. I mean, it was way up in it. So we were going to let one of his boys kill it. Well, they decided they didn't want to. Well, I got in there and it was, all of us was in there and, you know, we were going back and forth, you know, is it legal? Is it not legal? Is it, you know, 
We we had we had weights from not legal to 250 pounds. But one thing I learned, and it's so far, it's been pretty um it's been a, a good a good way to read a bear, is if you see a hump on their back, usually that's a pretty decent bear. Well, this bear had a hump. So anyway, we let uh Wesley's daughter, Taylor, ended up shooting the bear. And when that thing hit the ground, it doubled in size. The bear weighed 409 pounds. And we almost walked off and left it. Mm-hmm. Like, we were bickering back and forth. I won't say bickering, but we were, like, debating back and forth on, yeah, you know, I don't know. And I said right then, I was like, I'm just going to say it's black and it's a bear. Because if you can misjudge one that's 400 pounds and you think it's barely legal... You know, that's how deceptive it is. Um, But anyway, talking about how the bear grew, I mean, that was one for us. And that was just, you know, four or five years ago, like from walking off and leaving it to 409 pounds. It was a great bear. Um, And, of course, Hot Rod's two boys, man, when that thing hit the ground, they seen how big it was. They were kicking their selves for not taking that shot. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a... It's not an easy thing to do. I mean, sometimes you can, you know, some some trees are a little bit easier to judge them in, but if it's, if it's a big tree and you can't see the full body of the bear and, you know, it, that, that, it all pays part of it. Or if you only see, you know, the back or the side, you don't have a, have a good look at its head. But even then, the head will fool you if, mm-hmm. if um, you know, with them. I mean, so you, you really got to take some time to study them and, you know, and, you know, I'll give somebody a best guess, but I'm not, I usually am more on the conservative side yeah. than I am the, uh, the, on the plus side, just because, you know, I have, I have, you know, seen them knocked out and, and, um, think it was a 200 pound bear and it was a hundred pound bear. And, 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 you know, that, that's, it just happens, but it, right. you know, it, it's, it's all part of it. Yep. That is. So y'all killed three that day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were all over 450. Yes, yeah. yep. yep. Uh, so one thing that I was I was going to ask you about while I was down there, and I kind of I got sidetracked or um, got distracted. So the bear in North Carolina on the coast, I mean, we'll talk about the, the western side of the state, but the coast, are typically – um, that's where your bigger bear come from. We, you know, I guess I'm assuming I haven't looked it up, but the state record still from Hyde County, and that's that 868. Is that correct? I I'm not even sure. Uh, I don't even know. I, there's I know there's been some killed that are have been big, but it's been on crop damage or there have been issues to to the to the point that I guess they they couldn't be counted. But but so I'm not even sure what the yeah what the record is as of now but so in my mind you know everybody says you know the bear's big and huge down there well yeah because of the environment because of the food this that everything else but you're not seeing those 800 pound bear like what like i feel like you know 15 years ago that's what you were seeing um you know y'all you know just 
why I've been down there. I mean, you you know, you killed the five hundred. The other guy killed a, killed a five sixteen. You know, you killed a six twenty six. Um, you know, those are really really good bear. Um, but I guess people. I, I guess what I what I'm trying to say is, you know, in my mind, and this may be fabricated or it may be just a perception that, you know, I I was expecting big bear. I don't know that I knew what to expect. But you're not seeing those seven and eight hundred pounders like the, I guess what what I had perceived as. This is what you're going to see. No, I mean, I, I mean, I'll tell you right now that a six, anything that's over six is extremely rare. And and if you're in the five and even the fours, fours and fives are. Um, they're nice bears and, and they're not, they're not behind every tree. I mean, there's while they're, you know, you might have a good opportunity to kill them in this part of the world. Um, maybe better than some areas. They're still very, very few. I mean, few and far between. I mean, most of the folks that, that we carry in to kill those type of bears and I'll tell them, you know, they will never have an opportunity to kill a bear that big again, unless they specifically go out and spend a bunch of money to pay for it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't think they actually realize what they do. A lot of them, um, when they do have an opportunity to even see and shoot a bear that size, I mean, I, I can count on one hand, probably the number of bears that I've seen killed in the sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so I, it, and it goes in and it goes in cycles, you know, some years, you know, th- you know, the biggest bear we might kill is in the four in, in the 400 pound range. Mm-hmm. Um, some years we'll kill a couple in the 600 pound range. You know, it, it, it really varies and it's, uh, you never know they move so much. Um, and you never know where one might come out of one area into another and, and might pick one up or, or, you know, one might come out of a, refuge or a swamp or something like that some area that's not easy to get to um but it, it you know it, they're they're really few and far between um but everybody sure wants to kill a big one yeah and i mean i know when i left down there that was that that was what was on my mind is you know that guy got to see that 515 i was like Man, if he thinks he's gonna get that opportunity, he's crazy. <laughs> but then again, <laughs> we'll, we'll go into that in a minute. But um, so <clears throat> you got three, and then you know the next couple of days, w- what took place? Uh, I mean, you know, I think we the next couple of days we end up, you know, just getting some average, you know, in the two hundred pound range. Um, if I remember. I'm trying to remember off the top of my, I have it written down somewhere, but, um, you know, it, uh, the next couple of days, I believe we were in the, the average bear range. Um, and then that's when you would, you would come down. Um, you know, just good, good average 200 pound bears. I mean, that's, that's probably the average bear, um, and, and good bears, good eating size, if you want to call it that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, you know, just 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 good bears for for folks. Um, you know, we're we're definitely looking for looking for those type. You know, um, as well. I mean, because they're like you said, there's just not that many of of the bigger ones that you know out there. 
Yeah, and I think, like I said, that's a perception. You know, that's what I was trying to say earlier is, you know, that's perception. Anywhere you go and you get a, a 200-pound bear, you, you you should be proud of what, you, what you've done. Um, oh, yes. Especially here, you know, in the, the western part of the state right now. I mean, yeah, people are going to kill a 300 and a 400 and um, – you know, they killed a, a six something here. And then and somebody sent me a picture from down in Wise County. Um, a guy had killed a six, some six ninety something, which is unheard of in this area. I mean, I've been hunting, you know, I'm, you know, 27 going in my 28th season. And, you know, I've never seen a bear that big in where I hunt and probably never will. Um, we hit a four fifty one time. And that that was just unheard of. <clears throat> so the two hundred pound bear, I think that's I'm with you. I think that's a good that's a good average bear size. That's a good bear. A two hundred pound bear for me here is is a good bear. Anything over that, I feel like you've got a true trophy for us in the western part of the state. <clears throat> well, for sure. I mean, I would say that's anywhere. I mean, uh, is how is how I look at it. I mean it. Uh, I tell people if you get a if you get something in the three hundreds, you know that's that's really a really above average and yeah and everything. Yeah. Even when I'm up in Maine or Virginia or down in, in North Carolina. Yeah, I mean I know Mark had said something about them killing a five hundred pound bear up there, which you know that's probably rare too. I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't think that it's common. Well, you know it depends on how much ground you're covering up there. There's there's right many big bears in in maine they're just spread out Mm -hmm. um so i mean we i think we were we got a couple in the threes um one was right in the 390s i think this year in maine for us so i mean that was a nice a a good boar walking bay and bear and um if he was if he was filled out fat all the way he would have been in the fours too but um just hadn't gotten there yet yeah so yeah y'all killed you you had told me you killed a couple two two fifties and then uh that then i came down and the first day we uh well let's just talk about that we i come down and we hunted that one section it was Mm -hmm. kind of a cluster and (laughs) (laughs) um the dogs trailed through and you know i want i want to put this in here because when when you and I dug and talked before you know Doug had talked about a trail dog and you know this and that and you know his what his expectations were and I actually seen what he was talking about and so they y'all had so Doug had, I don't know where he'd put dogs down because I was um I was with Wade and I wasn't sure but mm-hmm. they they come across a road in front of us and those dogs were moving like they weren't like, you know, if I didn't, if I hadn't have been with Wade and talking to him, um, I would have said the dogs were running. Now, whether I said mm-hmm. they jumped, no, but they were up, they were up and running. That's what, that's what they look like to me. Um, so they went through that block and we cut them off. Um, and I wanted to put one of my dogs down and there was several dogs down. I don't know how many, but there was three that come through 
and I waited mm-hmm. a little bit, and then I then I went to put one of mine down, and then the back dogs come through. But now when the back dogs come through, they all they got jacked up. They weren't, mm-hmm. you know, they ended up stopping and whatever. And the three dogs that come through in the front um, made a big loop, went almost out of that section and turned and come back. And I don't know, you had went around, you had went on around. I, I can't remember where you had went to, but um, they come back to us and they caught. Mm-hmm. So I was able to put um, two dogs in. They were 400-some yards. Um, I packed two dogs in. So the first dog that I put in was Trip. And Trip is the dog that you guys have heard me talk about who got wrecked back in September on that bear that we caught here on the ground. Um, he And he got, I mean, he got beat up pretty bad. I mean, he was he was out of commission until I think I took him out a week before I come down to your place and I had roaded him just to see if he was going to be able to function and if, you know, if his gait was okay because the shoulder were pretty much, we pretty much think it broke his shoulder blade. We did not do an x-ray <clears throat> because talking to the vet, you know, if that shoulder blade's broke, a lot of times when you go in there and wire it, um, makes things complicated and anyway, we we I chose not to on his advice, and we was just going to let it heal. So mm-hmm. I took him out and rode him one night uh, just to see how he was going to operate, see if how, how it was going to phase him. But I basically had him up from early September, all of October, uh, to the first. So it was a good six or eight weeks I had him up. So he acted normal. So... Um, that was, I wanted to see how he was going to do. I wanted to know if he was going to go back or if he was going to, you know, be done with them or what. So I put him in first and then I put, um, Maggie, the black dog in and they went right in, um, stayed and they made a little loop, made come around and made a little loop, come right back in. And then they, they just pulled up treed. So that mm-hmm. one, I mean, that was probably a 15 minute, maybe 20 minutes that my dogs was there, um, before they treed. Um, but so trip stayed, he was, of course, he's always been a nice tree dog. That wasn't an issue. So anyway, I was pretty tickled with that, that, that he just didn't, you know, boogie out of there when he got in there and found out what it was. So anyway, it was a sow and a cub. We gathered the dogs up, took a few pictures and skedaddled. And by that time, you had dropped some dogs. So mm-hmm. tell what mm-hmm. happened on your end, because I wasn't over there. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I was walking a cutover edge, you know, just, you know, the ground where we hunt, you can kind of look at it and, and you know, they're going to lay in the thickest ground that there is. And, and you kind of know, I mean, we train, you know, throughout the summer and stuff, different places. And you kind of know where they lay. So I was, I was walking a couple of dogs, um, just kind of around the perimeter of a cutover where I figured that they would have crossed or gone through to, to a good, some good laying ground. And, um, a dog struck in the middle of that cutover. And about this time it was getting a little warm if I remember right. And that cutover is just full of broom straw. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And, uh, 
and anyway, they, they beat around, beat around, beat around with it, <clears throat> got them off. They kind of walked them a little bit further and they struck a little bit better and took it on a cross, but they were going away from the laying ground, but they were hitting so good. You know, I, you know, I just let them go. And, uh, Sure enough, they ended up uh, coming, going across the path, and I think Doug had gotten around there by that time, right when they were getting ready to cross the path, and he sent a couple dogs as well, and and then they uh, ended up going around and getting after another one, and and that one was a good race. That was probably one of the better races that we've had um, all season, all North Carolina season. Anyway, you know that one actually ran. Um, you know, good and stretch some dogs out. And you can actually see if you got a dog that knows how to run something with, with a, with a bear like that. And a lot of times we don't get those type of bears. You know, a lot of ours will either pop up or, or just sit down and bay here. So it's, sometimes it's nice to get a good, a good running bear. Yeah. I know that we, I finally got around there and I was trying to get dogs into them. Um, and they had crossed that, the far road and come back into the block and i i ended up putting three dogs down i put three you know trip houdini and hart down and um they they took out there but they were way behind y'all's dogs i mean mm-hmm. y'all's dogs had probably already crossed the next road into the next block mm-hmm. um but they went on through and we ended up driving around and catching them i guess a block back from where y'all ended up killing it um, it was actually t- two, one, two, two it was two blocks. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so we ended up, we ended up catching them because they were so far behind. I was going to try to get them back up, um, in there, but it was done before, um, before I, we could do that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but they, you know, they come on through there. Like I said, they were behind. Um, I just, I got, I got them in behind. So. Yeah, well, that, and there was a lot of other dogs there that got behind and, and kind of got bogged down, and, and that don't help. You know, you get dogs that that get strung out and bogged down. It's hard, hard for a dog to pull out and, and pull ahead or catch up to the head dogs when, when you got something like that. Yeah, there was a lot of barking. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a lot of barking going on. So that was our first, and it was, you know, it was lunchtime. You're right. It was almost lunchtime before, well, it was 11 o'clock, I guess, when we got out of mm-hmm. there. And it was getting mm-hmm. warm, so we decided just to um, call it a day, and then we come home, piddled around, and then the next the next morning, we went into another se- another section. And, um, yeah, I mean, we... It took us a while. We rode the roads. Y'all, y'all looked a lot. Um, tried to find tracks coming in and out of the block because we'd had rain that night, the night before. Yep, that's right. Yep. Yeah, had yeah. the good rain, so it gave us a good chance to look and see where you could see you could actually track one out a little bit better on some of them sandier roads and mm-hmm. everything. Well, and we knew we knew that there was uh, a sound cubs right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then somebody had seen them crossing the end of the block or crossing yep. out of the block that we were hunting. Mm-hmm. And, and then back into it. <laughs> and then back out. I mean, you were sitting in the road and here she mm-hmm. comes again. Like, can you just stay away? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, she was all, her and them cubs were all over the place that day. Yeah. Um, but it took us a while to get, to get something going, but, 
Um, I guess you and Doug had put a dog, two dog. You put one, he put one, and they trailed, come through that block and went towards the highway, and we caught them. And then I think somebody had said, or Doug had found that track early that morning that had he thought he thought it looked like it slid off the bank, right? Well, he thought he'd seen where something had gone off there, and 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 ended up we ended up putting a couple dogs down there and. I think it was uh two of mine and one of his and and they went in there and and trailed right to it and found it and bait it bait it for i don't know how long they bait it before we ended up actually even packing it but they bait it for a long time it was some three dogs yeah so it well it was it was right it was right at 50 minutes uh before i packed mine mm-hmm. and then um you know here we go again uh I packed my three young dogs. I packed uh, Houdini, Hart, and Trip, and uh, they flew right in there like they always do. And um, Houdini done the same thing he done last time I was down there. He went in there. He opened up because you asked me. You said, "You know, did you get your dogs in?" I said, "Yeah, they're there." And they blowed up, and then he come out just as fast as he went in the same path. So <clears throat> I had to run him down back on the, the that one road, caught him up. The other two stayed for a while. Um, and then, I mean, it was another hour before everybody else started packing. Mm-hmm. And when they made that after that trip, because um, the thing was just basically walking huge circles. And when I say walking, I mean walking. Um. So when they started packing dogs, I don't know what happened. Um, I'm, I don't know, but Hart ended up coming out, which for me was surprising because she's my one of the three young dogs that I have more is more consistent. But Trip stayed the whole time, and you actually called him, tied him up after um, y'all took care of business. Yep. Yeah. I mean that bear. You know that one was. Uh... Kind of unique one. He was uh, definitely one of the ones that would he would he would wind you, uh, yes. yeah. And and he he would he was he was road shy. He didn't want to cross a road. He was he was definitely a very wary, uh, you know, boar. Um, so I mean, he you know he he'd been around the block a, a little while, I believe. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, you had when you we all had started in at some point in time and turned. Mm-hmm. And then you know the the other guys come in from the to keep him off the highway because that's what was worrying us. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean that you know everybody kind of had to work as a team because every time you get in, you know he would get within that. Well, I mean it's basically about a hundred yards. You yep. know he he would turn and go the other way, and it was you know it was kind of like playing chess there for a while, but. That I mean, I watched. I mean, I actually was watching the time, and it was a little over three hours from the time mm-hmm. you guys turned loose to the beginning to, you know, the time that that uh, y'all got in there and, and actually um, get him, get him taken care of. Um, yep. And like I said, even yeah, I mean, y'all had the original couple dogs on him. You know, trip got packed in he he stayed the whole time which i'm very pleased um um like i was very concerned that after he took the beating he did that um 
he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna stay. And the reason that I felt that way is because when Trip Trip just turned two, like he literally turned two um, into into September. But last year, he wouldn't stay on a bear on the ground. He would run if it was a bear that wasn't mean. He would run in, and then you would see him like kind of fall back on the Garmin, and he may make a big circle or. He would stay back and follow along and then just drop out if the race continued, if it continued on for a long period of time. And if it was a rough bear, which we had in December, we had a mean little scuzz that, um, man, he was whipping dogs and running dogs off. And, I mean, Tripp didn't want no part of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I, I, that was progress made from last season to this season with him. And um, what he's doing compared to what he was doing last year, so uh, I'm I'm pleased with the progress that we've gotten so far with with him, or I've gotten so far with him. But that's that's why, um, and I wanted to get him down there, see what he was going to do on a bear on the ground, and you know he he surprised me honestly. Like I would have said, if he just said what's going to happen, I was like, I think he's probably going to come out of there, but he didn't. So. Mm-hmm tickled and i i don't know why heart did and i don't yeah i mean you'll know i mean you'll you'll find out if you get on another one that's a little bit rougher i mean and that you know we were fortunate not to get on anything Mm. that was rough um you know but it definitely it definitely is a uh, game changer when 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 they start running dogs a little bit and and wanting to be a little rougher than you know and then like I said, those they just uh, definitely will, will test a dog, and and you'll really figure out what you have. I mean, I have one that's uh, I think he'll be eighteen months old, the 29th of this month, and he's he got roughed up in Maine and twice here in Virginia, and uh, I noticed him on a couple, you know, on the ground in Carolina this season where he was a little more cautious, which I kind of. He stayed, but he uh, was definitely a little bit more cautious and not as intense compared to what I'd seen him in the past. And I think he'll work through it. He um, he seems to. Uh, I'm hoping that it's going to be a little bit more respect that he shows to him, so that way he doesn't get roughed up. <laughs> I'm hoping he's going to learn from his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's in that he's in that transition stage too, as far as a dog's life. I mean, you know, he's kind of trying to fill it out, and then you know, as next year rolls around, he's either going to mature, and you'll see that development, or he's just going to say, "I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this." Which it seems like he's doing. He's doing what you want him to do. So yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him come around. You know, I, I've seen him on a, a few there toward the end of the season. He had come around and and uh, was right back. So I, I mean, hopefully, if we keep the luck we've had as far as is not getting on to on rough ones, you know, or too bad of ones, uh, you know, hopefully he'll, uh, you know, keep progressing in the right direction instead of regressing. Well, let me ask you because it, I, I think from for the area that I'm in, now, do the bigger like the the one that we killed that day, the, the guy killed that day that Dallas killed, um, it was five fifteen. Do those bear get like? 
do you see those bear getting rougher or are they more docile and just run dogs off and don't really like cut them up like the the 125 and 150 pounders that we that i see here um so i've only seen one that was in that 500 pound range that i would say was a rougher a rougher bear and so this i would say very rare you know to have one that's big the ones that are are bad um the one that i can remember right off the top of my head you know it would be a roar them baying and it would just shut, shut up, up. Mm-hmm. it was a it was like an eerie silence the dogs and then you hear one dog come in and you know it would be it would be a silent for 20 seconds or 30 seconds you know just eerie and then you'd hear a dog bark here a dog bark there and then it'd be back a roar um you know because those bears that are like that that are that big they're actually big enough that they make if they do connect mm-hmm. um they got enough there to do some damage um, really, you know, one, you know, you get those smaller ones in the, the 180, 150 pound range. If they, if they're bad, they can, they, they can be a handful. Um, but really some of them ones that are in the, the 300, like 300 to 350 range, we had one of those in Maine mm-hmm. and, um, and that one was a handful. I mean, and, and rarely do do i mean around here rarely do we see them that size act like that but like i said in that one we had got on there in maine i mean i you know i was just pretty tickled with you know i had them three litter mates um at that time they were 16 months old you know and and they stuck him um and, and stayed and um, until we could get it the well, that they end up, some of them come off and then we pack some other dogs, but you know, that bear would pick a, pick a dog out and try and try and catch it. And mm-hmm. you know, those, and, and he was big enough. He could hurt something. And, uh, those are hard, hard, can be hard on them. Um, especially a young dog. If the young dog doesn't have that mental capability to, to handle that, it's, it's a, it's a making or breaking moment is from what I've seen. Um, they either got it at that point or they don't. And sometimes, you know, if you put one in there that's too young and, and you just happen to get on one like that, it can, it's, it's like I said, it's going to be a, it's going to be a make, make him or breaking moment. Well, and um, that we're talking about, you know, bear that, that run. Yeah. And I mean, it, we've had, I mean, I've seen some two, the 200 range bears, you know, tear up dogs pretty good. Um, you know, I've seen 400 pound bear kill a dog before I, I've seen that stuff. It's not it's not um, as common as the smaller bear for whatever reason. But another question I was going to ask you when <clears throat> when I was down there, and I, I don't know. I think we all loaded up and left before I got to. But so y'all have a lot of white dogs. You know, I noticed that Doug's dogs are white with speckles. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the Walker-looking dogs, not the, mm-hmm. the mixed and the plots and stuff that mm-hmm. you guys have. But, um, you know, a, like, you know, Willie and Tom and, you know, Doug's dogs. Um, I mean, Magnum was a white mm-hmm. speckled dog. Like, do you guys not see that the bear pick them out more so? Are they not the dogs that get cut up more on the, on the mean bear? I don't know. Uh... You know, I don't know that that I've really kept track. I mean, 
it's so thick here if they move you know if they're in that in that thick stuff anyway they're not they're not going to be able to see them anyhow you know um the biggest issue that you run into here as far as dogs i think getting caught or or cut or or if you got too many dogs and it's too thick where a dog can't get out of the way um and and that's just going to be whatever dogs up front um closest closest to to the bear when he breaks towards them um so as far as color wise i haven't seen anything you know and probably probably the biggest issue is or the most dangerous part is is when it actually comes time to to take that shot Mm -hmm. you know and making sure that you get a clean shot and clean kill because that's i mean to be honest that's when if if dogs get hurt more than likely that's that's when they get hurt is is in that moment after the gun goes off mm-hmm. um that first time and and that's that's the trickiest part to deal with and and probably the most dangerous part of the whole thing for for the dogs yeah um some of them are good and they stay back but most of the time it just amps them up and i think they just they they make some foolish mistakes and and then the bears also you know it could be hurt or dying or you know if it doesn't end it end it right there um you know that that like i said that that's probably the most dangerous part of the entire situation and, and where dogs can get hurt so i mean like i said this year um so far this season we've been very fortunate in carolina to 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 you know we had very good good results as far as taking people in and 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 handling what we had um, when we took people in so we, we we've definitely been very fortunate this year well so far something not too that i, I want to kind of throw out there that one thing that i have i've liked about you know being down there with you guys my first experience in north carolina which was years and years and years 20 years ago was not very it wasn't very good um, I felt like there was too many dogs. Um, and I felt like if the dog, that your good dogs can't get out of the way because of cheerleaders. Um, and I noticed that you guys, you know, every time that I've been with you, it's really just a handful of dogs. Um, you know, you can probably count every dog that's there on both hands. Um, and, and a lot of times it's less than, you know, that many dogs. And I like that because it gives the dogs, time, you know, a place. It gives them, you know, opportunity to operate, do the things they want to do. Um, they don't have to worry about, you know, fighting to get out of the way, running over top of dogs to get out of the way. Um, and I know everybody's hunting style is different, but um, like I said, from the first time I was down there twenty years ago to now, it's two different. Um, it's two different styles and two different. Um, well, it's just two different styles of hunting. I don't see the number of dogs that I did my first stint doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we have, I mean, you would, you, you know, we have, we carry, I mean, a fair amount of dogs, I feel like, but, you know, I carry half mine one day or, or, you know, essentially half and then half the next. So that way I got fresh dogs every day. And then, and, and Doug does the same. Um, and some of the guys, they only have two or three dogs that have, you know, that, that have dogs and, and they might bring them every day and stuff like that. But, 
um, or puppies, you know, sometimes or you know, um, puppies and a lot of times, you know, usually they don't hurt you if you don't have too many of them. Um, you know, it gives them an opportunity to get out there for handling. And then, you know, you, you might get, you know, you, this, if you, anytime you can give them an opportunity where they can, you know, have those switches click, um, it, it definitely, um, can pay off. So, I mean, and then too, we, we do, you know, there, there's enough, you know, for the most part, there's enough bears where, you know, sometimes you might be after one or two and you might need those, you know, you might split up or, or or the dogs might split. I mean, while we were walking that, that, um, that big one that day, you know, one of mine, she fell off and ran one of them, one of them four cubs around and, and we, we, I ended up catching her off that, you know, um, so, I mean, like I said, you just don't ever know, um, what, what kind of a situation you might run into. I mean, and, and granted those blocks that you saw are not the thickest blocks that we have. I mean, those really are pretty nice. I mean, that's probably some of the better hunting that we have. Um, you know, it, it's thick, but it's not the tunnels, you know, those tunnels are, are where things can get, um, little tight and where dogs can get jammed up in and can't get out of the way. Whereas that was enough room there where dogs can move around and, you know, they're briars and, and it's thick, but it isn't like some of the other where you're, you're having to crawl in there to them through a tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like I said, I, I like that fact. Um, you know, I like the fact that there's not, you know, 30 dogs, there's usually, you know, five to 10 at the most. And, um, well, you know. I mean, and, and there might be like that, that particular day, there was enough dogs in there. I didn't send, you know, I, I kept four in the truck, you know, yep. uh, that, I, you know, if I, if we would have needed them, then yeah, I would have sent them. Um, but we didn't need them, you know, sometimes and killing a bear on the ground, sometimes you can have too many dogs where it gets in, they almost kind of get in the way. Um, where you can't because you know the dogs and you know if he's walking and i don't know how many times i've seen dogs pop out in a path or a streak in front of the bear you know and and uh you know so it just makes it a little a little harder to 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 get that shot but it you know it's you just kind of have to you know but at the same time i'm also the the believer of if you if you don't bring them and wish you had them, you know that don't help you much. Yeah, it's better to have them and not need them than need them and not have them. Exactly. Yeah, I think Spook and Kate were mad at me when we come home because they didn't get turned out. They were they were pretty mad, they were pretty mad at me when we got to the house. Well, if it, if he would have crossed that road, I'm sure that, that oh, they would have been yeah. sent. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, if he would have come up out of there, but he just didn't want to. He didn't want to cooperate, did he? No, he, you're right. That that bear was smart. He'd been in there. Mm-hmm. He knew he was smart the way he operated. Um, yeah, I think one person saw him one time before um, laid eyes on him one time before um, we got somebody in there. And and when when we sh- saw him and and the fellow shot him, that was the first time we had seen him. You know, or second mm-hmm. time he'd been seen the whole you know in that whole time frame. So, I mean, he would, 
you know, he would he would smell you. You had to have your wind right. You had to have, you know, you had to be off the road. You had to, you know, you had to be in the woods and heading. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wouldn't sit still. You know, it's not like he was going to base solid where you could walk up on him or get around him and, and slip up on him. He was constantly moving. moving. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he may be set up for a minute or two, but he, he was, for the most part, constantly moving. Yeah. So after I left, um, that was the two days. Um, yeah, we didn't do anything else after that. No, we didn't. Because um, that was, no. it was lunchtime. It was, again, it was, it was after 12 before we mm-hmm. got him out of there. Um, yeah, yeah. So we just called it a day. And then how did your last couple of days end? How did they end up? Uh, we ended up getting a few others in the 200 pound range. Um, the, let me think trying the, the, was it Friday? Friday we got on one, um, a real good one, mm-hmm. uh, and walked and bade him for, a, um, a, again, that was a, it was a kind of a, the same deal, kind of a all day affair. Um, and it was actually kind of funny. The, uh, the fella, um, he, he put in, he put in some work to get that one. He, they walked out that one down, you know, that block is a little, was a, was, it's not a little, it's a lot bigger and there's no paths. So, I mean, it was a lot of, it was a lot of walking through the thick stuff to get to him behind, down behind him till he would, and this, the, that one, he would be up a little bit more solid. And, and I think he slipped, I think they shot at him. The fellow shot at him twice, two, two separate occasions. Well, actually it was three separate occasions before he ended up getting him. You know, that third, third time was a charm for him. But I think that one, that one ended up weighing, um, six twenty six. So that was a, that that was a good, good bear. He was long. I mean, they got to have that length that they're going to have that weight. Yeah. No, he was a really good bear. Um, really, really good bear, the pictures you'd sent me. And then yep. you finished up with a couple more, and it kind of finished y'all season? Or? Yep, yep. We uh, finished up with a, a couple more, um, and that was kind of a wrap-up of it. You know, we had, we got that big one there, and then we, we ended up going to a different block and got on some more, you know, in that. 200 pound range and um you know and, and and that was kind of a kind of a wrap for that for the season i mean we had some good runs in there most of them most of them i believe were either treat or or shot uh or taken across a path or a road or something like that so right um most of them i'm pretty sure they they didn't they didn't bay i mean uh the the last ones there that we got on but you know it's a it's a it, it's one of those situations where um i, I like the baying i like the bears that bay it's i've, I've never I, you know it's taking somebody in and going in on a beta pair is probably about the biggest adrenaline rush that i've ever experienced and uh but at the same time that seems to be where they end up. Where dogs, if they're if one's going to get hurt, that's usually where one's going to get hurt. So I'm not necessarily upset when we don't get on the uh-huh. one that bays. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, like I said, it's always a good test. And you know, the one thing that I've learned from coming down there between 
uh, well, last year, I was trying, I don't know, I'm trying to think about that. Last year was a little different. My, yeah, last year was different than this year. My young dogs were old enough to go. And, you know, the thing that I've taken away from being able to hunt with you guys and just hunt in a different area that, you know, what looks good here may not look good there. What looks good there may not look good here. Um, you know, different environments, different hunting, um, you know, different hunting styles. Like, you know, you know these things because it's kind of, you know, if you can sit and rational with yourself, you know, okay, well, that makes sense and that makes sense. But when you see it, like it puts everything into perspective and it, um, it, it just makes, it makes things different. And, um, like I said, there's a, it, it's not the same. It's not the no. same. I don't. No. I don't care how you look at it. And it's, and that's why I, I like to travel. So I go to you know Maine is not the same as here. The mountains isn't the same as as here. Uh, even the central part of the state isn't the same as here. You know, it, it, there's some little different nuances and different styles. But if you get a dog or get a pack of dogs that can perform in all of those locations, you know, and and meet that goal of catching catching that game in those in those different areas and different terrains Mm -hmm. you know and you test it and prove it that's what i look for that's what i want you know and 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 that's what i want to produce and that's what i want to breed and the only way that i can tell what that is is to travel and hunt those different locations you know that we don't get the running, you know, virginia will get some running bears you know where you have to run them you know they got to run to catch them um you know in the mountains that's what y'all get a lot you know tr- mm-hmm. you know a, a lot um up there and and maine you know you really that that's kind of why i like going to maine is i can take some young dogs and in two three weeks i can expose them to to bears that you know have some nikes on and like to run um but then also you get on some that walk in bay up there too um, and then, and then it just gets them into that better mindset and shape for when they come down here for this season, Virginia, North Carolina, and just, they just, they, they definitely being able to, to, to hunt from Maine and then come down to Virginia and then North Carolina, I definitely think that that, that sets, um, sets them up to really be very um consistent and that's what i'm looking for is dogs that are are consistent or consistently perform Mm -hmm. yeah you know what we were um the first morning that we were down there you know i was riding with wade and we were out on a highway tracking some dog i don't know we went out there to make sure they didn't go through that one section Mm -hmm. and he was you know he was talking to me about you know the you know the type of country that i hunt and he was like, you know, what, you know, y'all have open timber. And I was like, yes, we do. Um, if they come off the, the, the mountains and get down in the lower ground, it's open timber. There's some open timber on the mountains. And I said, our laurel thickets are thick, but they're not, they're not swamp timber cut thick, you know. And we were talking about, you know, he was talking about the dog because we were talking about trip and, you know, mm-hmm. I was telling him everything, and he was like, "So y'all don't bay a but you know bay bear up." And we do, um, but if I say that we we tree twenty bear, we may have one or two that just walks and bays and stays on the ground. 
Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it 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 fluctuates. Sometimes we may have five or six, and in some years we may not have none. Um, you know, I can speak. You know, just from last December, of all the bear that we treed or caught, um, the on, the only one that stayed on the ground was the one that was running the dogs off. Everything else treed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was explaining to him about getting on the north of the mountain and getting in the rocks, and they get in them ledges, and they use those ledges to start, you know, putting distance on the dogs because they'll climb through them, and the dogs have to go around them, and then every time they come through that make that loop in there, they're getting further and further behind. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, Wade and I had that conversation about, you know, just the different types of terrain that we hunt, and, you know, if if – you know, if I hunted where you guys were, like, I'd probably have to change my dogs, really, because what, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, you guys wouldn't have what I've got because they're not, they don't perform at the level that your guys are performing at. Um, And, then, you know, and like I said, you guys haven't been up here, but, but there would be some differences, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but you're right. Yeah. Um, I want a dog that's consistent. I want a dog that I can turn loose in, you know, North Carolina with you guys, Maine. I don't care if I go to Japan. I want that dog to be consistent. And that's really, really hard to find. And, you know, we've had this conversation on on this podcast on the journey before about what is a bear dog. And I think that's something, that's, that is a word that we have left out. Not just a bear that can run and tree game, not just a dog that can run and tree game by himself, but, a dog that can consistently do it in different types of terrain. Mm-hmm. Now that would be the elite bear hound, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean I agree with you. I mean that's that's why I travel to hunt and and hunt in those different places. And and I, don't get me wrong, I don't come up to the mountains and hunt a whole lot, but I, I try. You know, I want mm-hmm. I want to get them up there to to experience it anyway. Whether they make a loop around or run you know um you know, it just you know depending on how the seasons work out you know i try to to go where seasons are in and, and mm-hmm. things like that because like i said I, I like to get bear in front of the dogs and i like when seasons are <laughs> when seasons are in and 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 they can um you know they can be rewarded for for catching said game um mm-hmm. you know if, if that opportunity arises so it, it you know, the dogs, you know, for, for me, as far as that consistency, they got to love that game, love or hate. I don't know how, what, what it is. They, but they got to want to, to, to be there with it. And, and, and that's what I look for here. I mean, just like that pup you got there, mm-hmm. um, at your house, um, you know, I mean, that, that line that, 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 pups off of you know and, and don't get me wrong it's a total outcross but at the same time i the the mother seems to be producing some some really nice dogs that have a lot of stay and or seem to be very they consistently stay and and that's i feel like the biggest um you know one of the biggest hurdles is they got to be there in order to in order to do their job if they leave it then, then they're not they're not doing their job and that's what i look for Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the, the groundwork anyway you know the start the basis and then you can work on the trailing and things like that later on and but but if they don't love it 
they're not going to trail. They're not going to stay. They're not, you know, mm-hmm. they're not going to run to catch. Um, and, and that's, you know, they got to love it in order to, to really put their heart into it. And that's what I, I'm look for and what I keep here. Yeah. I, with Rogue, um, he, he's already seen some game and I'm hoping, and I, you know, next year, I make you know the dogs change so much. You know, we found out with the the pup, the a litter that we've raised so far, how much those dogs have changed in you know a period. Well, they're not a year old yet, but <clears throat> they're ten months. Yeah, they're nine months, eight months. Nine, I don't know. They're nine months old. Mm-hmm. You know, and the dogs that you would have picked out at you know three months old are not the dogs that they are now. But with Rogue, he is so gamey that I am really worried that the first bear he sees, he's going to try to tackle it, and he's either going to learn a lesson or he's going to end up pushing up lilies. I just don't Mm -hmm. know which, and I hope it's the first one because, you know, I like what I see out of him. He's super intelligent. Um, He listens. Like, you know, he's he's a nice, nice pup. I mean, he's – what? how old are they they now – the six, six there, I think they're right around six months, six months, six yeah. months old. Yeah. yeah. So they're his litter mates. I got four litter mates mm-hmm. to him and they've, they've, they'll, they'll run a fox and they'll bay a pig. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it took them, they bait a pig, they bayed the pig the first time they ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, you know, but those dogs are smart, you know, they're, they're gamey, but, but it usually don't take them long to, to figure out the game, you know, to, to figure out that hey, if I get too close, you know, it's just a matter of whether or not they're able to cap that drive to the point that they learn from it, uh, you know? And so, you know, that's, it'll be interesting. It'll be, uh, it'll be fun to watch him to see what, he, what, you know, and then, and then see how he compares just trait wise mm-hmm. to what you're, you know, accustomed to, and then to see how those traits also then perform or how they play out, um, you know, in your terrain. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be probably the biggest or, or very interesting part is, is how that, um, you know, if, if he likes a bear, you know, when he gets to the point he actually sees one for the first time, um, if he likes them, you know, a lot of them dogs that like them, they they can do some things that will put you in shock and all sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just let's just hope he he's smart enough to realize that I can't I can't um, eat this thing. <laughs> I just hope he's. I mean, he's made the neighbors bulls, the cows, the goats. We got a donkey down here. He jacks that thing up. I mean, the horses. Like he's into everything. Like if mm-hmm. it moves, he wants to chase it. And of course, I've got him. I've got him honed down where I can turn him out in the yard. But I don't now. I used to leave him loose, um, but I don't leave. I don't leave the house now mm-hmm. if if he's loose. Like when I leave, he's got to go put be put back up. But if yeah. we're home, we let him run loose and everything. Um, he, you know, we've got him to the point now that we can we can do that but yeah he's a he's an honored little scuzz i can tell you that <laughs> um but well bb before we wrap this up is um anything any takeaways from your early season 
Um, you know, I mean, just as far as what I look for, you know, I didn't, I'm always evaluating my dogs and, and what I have. Um, I saw some pretty decent trailing work, but at the same time I could, I got some, you know, some work that I need to do. I got a female that's a pretty decent little trail dog, but she's a little more on the open mouth side. Um, she'll bark and sometimes I can't trust her on whether or not what it is. It's not so bad if you know a bear has been there. Um, or you see a track or, or, or you got a camera or a picture or something like that, you, you know, you, you're going to jump that bear, you know, she'll, she usually does pretty good about finding those types. But if you're, if you're walking, walking, you know, trying to walk and cut a track, you know, you got to really watch her. Um, so that's, that's something I'm looking at going more into the second season. The second season is usually, um, a lot more trailing involved. Um, it seems the bears uh, go more nocturnal, and then um, as it cools down, they seem to walk more. Um, from just just from what I I've seen, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, we'll, you, you'll have somewhere you might only trail them two three hundred yards and get after them, but it seems like for the most part that that you do have to be a little bit more keen on, on trailing, um, later in, in, in that December time frame, especially in the central part of the state, because food is scarce, the ag fields, they'll scrap those corn fields and soybean fields. And you might have to trail them, you know, three, four, five, six, you know, eight miles to get them jumped. Um, so I'm definitely going to be looking at that, um, Young dog wise, you know, I got three, three dogs that are in the, that'll be 18 months old or a year and a half coming up, um, the 29th and I'm liking what I'm seeing out of those, you know, they're all three of them are dogs that you can kind of rely on, you know, they're going to be there. They're going to help. Um, but at the same time, now it's time to start, it's that time to, to, if you do get on one of them trailing tracks to put one of them down and see what you got as far as whether or not that, that dog might be interested in, in starting to trail some. Um, and then I also have some other young dogs that are in the eight, nine month old category that are, they're just starting. They've seen some bears, they've run some bears, um, and just continue to try and expose them, um, whenever I get a good opportunity on a, on a decent bear. And, um, some of them, one of them is a, as a male off my red and white, my spunky female. And, um, he's really impressed me. I've only taken him about twice and, and he started running, um, and, and he'll bay a little bit and he, he's not trained yet, but he's there. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely exciting times as far as watching them puppies start to start to click. Yeah, I think it, I mean, that's one of the things that I enjoy the most is seeing the development and how the dogs grow and come from that, you know, that clumsy, floppy, you know, tripping over its own ears puppy to, you know, that well-oiled machine that we're all looking for. Um, you know, I love, I love that development and, watching that in their dogs i mean that's one of the things that i probably draws me to it the most but <clears throat> yep. 
Well, BB, I can't, you know, I, you know, I told you I was down there. Tell you again, you know, I, I can't thank you and Doug enough for having me down and putting up, put putting up with my junkie dogs and, um, you know, just letting me come down and watch and and listen and learn. Like I said, I I enjoy it. Hopefully, there'll be many more of those times, but I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully, you'll be able to get down a day or two in the December season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, like I said, we'll see how ours is going and. You know, worst case scenario, I mean, should should be able to make it happen for sure. But, well, BB, until the next time, thank you for helping us teach, train, and learn.